0: And the money is immediately available to use with Apple Pay.
1: Babe, did you just send me a dollar on Apple Cash?
0: I just said our cash isn't content.
1: Shh. (laughs) Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. You may have heard that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? Regardless of blood type, every day our blood saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell. Donate blood at Red Cross to help us save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash blood to make an appointment now. From now on, don't address me as the vibes. Address me as Deonce.
0: <laughs> what? And just when I didn't think that anybody in this household could trump me hold, as a Beyoncé fan. I,
1: I have not trumped you yet. You Trump
0: me level. as a Beyoncé fan, not by <laughs> the look of things these past few days, because you've been bopping and humming around this house since you left there, baby. Okay? Deadass? Deadass. <laughs> hey, I'm Kadeen.
1: And I'm DeVal.
0: And we're the Ellis's.
1: You may know us from posting funny videos with our boys.
0: And reading each other publicly as a form of therapy.
1: Wait, I make you need therapy? Most days. Wow.
0: <laughs> oh, and one more important thing to mention, we're married.
1: Yes, sir, we mm-hmm. are. We created this podcast to open dialogue about some of life's most taboo topics.
0: Things most folks don't want to talk about.
1: Through the lens of a millennial married couple. Dead ass is a term that we say every day. So when we say dead ass, we're actually saying facts. 100. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. We about to take pillow talk to a whole new level.
0: Dead ass starts right now.
1: So, <laughs> as you guys know, Kadine and I went on the Sherry Shepherd show to promote our New York Times bestselling book, We Over Me, The Encounterintuitive Approach to Getting Everything You Want Out of Your Relationship. You guys remember that, right?
0: And did you get your copy? That's shameless
1: good. plug, shameless
0: plug. Yes, I didn't get your copy still. Thanks.
1: But um, <laughs> on that episode, I told a story about uh, me not being able to take Kadeen to go see Beyonce back in 2012 mm-hmm. because we had just gotten married. She was supposed to pay off some bills. She didn't. So I didn't have the money to take her. And it became a big argument, right? <laughs> Fast forward to this year, uh, one of our close friends, Tyler Perry, asked Kadine if she wanted to go see Beyonce opening night in Sweden. So... They all went to go see Beyoncé. It was a great thing. I thought Kadeem would be excited about that, right? Mm-hmm. I they was. Went and saw Beyoncé twice. Yeah, back-to-back shows.
2: Her first shows. two
1: opening shows in Sweden. Mm-hmm. They all went, you know what I'm saying? So I was excited about that. She got to see her dream performer and a great experience. Then I come to find out Beyoncé is coming to Atlanta, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I Since she had already went to Sweden, I was like, yo, it's over. Like She went to see her twice. Like, is There's not, nothing better you can do than that, right? So then- I get a text from Tyler. He goes, and this is how the text sounded. Are you taking your wife to go see Beyonce? (laughs) I said, she already seen Beyonce twice. Love that Opening night. Like, like, (laughs) like, why why does she have to go see her again? He then calls me, right? Because the text wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. And he goes, take your wife to go see Beyonce. I said, yo, T, he said, trust me. Do take your a wife favor. to go, Do yourself a favor and take your wife to go see Beyonce. I said, "Damn, fine, fine, fine." <laughs> I was, I ain't gonna lie. I was like, "Yo, yo, how come he don't ever like call K and be like, dress up like Beyonce? <laughs> like, why, why you don't get those phone calls?" I was like, about
0: to say, "You don't even know what side chatter we had, so don't even worry about it." I
1: don't know, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, I was a little bit kind of pissed off, right? <laughs> so I was like, "You know what? Fine, fine, fine." I was like, "Babe." Do you want to go see Beyonce? She's like, they got, they got tickets for Saturday. I'm going. Go. I said, fine. Kadeem, go do what you got to do. So Tyler's on the phone. He's <laughs> laughing. He's like, trust me, you'll thank me later, right? That was on Tuesday,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? Tuesday, Kadeem went and got these tickets. We had sex Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, <laughs> and Friday, leading up to the show, all because she was so excited that to was go see.
0: Beyonce. Not even it. Talk about. Talk about. That Time had going to
1: do with it. Talk about. Kadeen and I haven't had sex five days in a row since our first trip to Virginia Beach. Uh, we also break haven't 2003. had an empty
0: house with nobody no. in here but any of our parents I agree. ever in life. I
1: agree. Since we moved in I'm here. I'm not. Listen, I agree. <laughs> things have not. It was a made, coincidence. Things have not lined up. But I remember 2003, that vacation. That was, that was when we first thought we was grown. Right. Because 2002, I was a freshman. I had a roommate. 2003, Kadeem moved into Hofstra. She had a roommate. So we still couldn't get it popping in when we wanted to. When we took that spring break trip mm-hmm. to Virginia Beach, uh-huh. that was the first time we had had a space to ourselves for a whole week. We had sex every single day. <laughs> That's what it felt like this past week.
0: It sure did. There were so many things. <laughs> that it was like the perfect alignment the, of the joy, things.
1: The joy and going to see Beyonce for my wife just made her so excited. She was just excited. <laughs> so first of all, shout out to Tyler for making it happen because... um. Not only did we get the tickets, we went, Kay called, you know, she got some. Now, now since she's officially a member of the Beehive and she's met some of Beyonce's people, she got people she can call and she wants to get tickets. So she called and gets the tickets. And then the night of the the show, Mm -hmm. Tyler's assistant called and says, hey, do y'all want to walk in with us? Kate was just like, hell yeah, because then we get a chance to uh, beat the crowd. Yeah. Let me tell you, first of all, let's take a break. Mm -hmm. Let me just, I'm going to end on that. Right. I'm going to explain to y'all the whole experience. Yeah. From my perspective, because I I am the boyfriend slash husband that did not understand the hype. I will be honest, I didn't understand the hype. And left there with a completely different mindset.
0: Do you have a favorite song that you'd like to?
1: A favorite song is, look, it's it's very simple, right? I'm comfortable in my skin. Oh, gosh. Cozy with who I am. hmm
0: You love yourself? I love myself. Goddamn. Goddamn.
1: Cozy. <laughs> it should cost a billion to, to look, look this good. Mm-hmm. Oh, no.
0: Mm-hmm. Not you remixing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Putting songs together. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. 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 Move out, out the way.
0: way. <laughs> I'm with my girl and we don't need space. <laughs> when the queen come through, part Yo, like the red stage. Here's,
1: here's another thing, though, right? Because- the Renaissance album was not my favorite Beyoncé album. Right. I love R&B. Right. So when I first heard the album, I was like, yo, it kind of reminds me of house music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and, and we grew up on house music. House
0: music, music voguing, so, all that. Yeah, yeah, it reminded
1: me of like the, the 90s. Mm-hmm. You know, but it was cool. Right. But where we at now, like drill music from Brooklyn, 90s R&B, 90s mm-hmm. hip hop, that's Even think about lane. Jay, right?
0: And yeah. his music. Yeah. That's probably that more our speed, too. That's not I'll admit speed. too. I'll admit, too. When Renaissance first came out It took a while for me To kind of like Alright get into it Yeah But it's a different experience Once you're there yes. In concert And she's performing And you're like Oh See but that's I get it
1: That's what But we gotta take another break Before we come back. Let's you, take a let's break see, So okay. I can break this down How, how it <laughs> happened all right, let me Let's
0: go pay these bills Let's pay some bills Because Beyonce sure as hell Racking up a couple A couple Facts. dollars On this tour Facts. So let's get our little coins And we're gonna come back And talk more <laughs>
1: in NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience.
0: Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Let's say I'm trying to lurk on you. You know, see what you're doing and who you're doing it with. I can stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing.
1: Oh, yeah. That's, that's kind of weird. You do that?
0: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, y'all, losing two loved ones in a matter of six months, it can be a lot. And a lot of times when you're dealing with grief, you have a lot to get off your chest with your family.
1: That's absolutely right. You know, people carry around all different types of stresses, big and small. When you keep them bottled up, it can start to affect you negatively.
0: And therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to kind of figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down.
1: During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know. Comfort and style. Crocs, classic clogs, and sandals have both covered.
0: When I'm talking about style, I mean personal style. There are just so many colors and so many gibbet charms that you can add to the Crocs to make them unique. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood, to match your personality, to fit the occasion, and you can change them up day to day.
1: I mean, ultimately... You can stand out from the crowd in a way that only you can because it's your personal style. And now, let's talk about comfort. You know, it doesn't get better than Crocs, clogs, and sandals when it comes to being comfortable. Style and comfort are usually a trade-off, but here, they're a package deal. It's like you have cushions on your feet. Soft, stylish, personalized, colorful cushion.
0: That's right. So why wait? Head over to Crocs.com today and experience the comfort and style of Crocs classic clogs and sandals for yourself. Your feet will thank you.
1: All right. So we back. Mm -hmm. First of all, let me explain to y'all. When it was time to go to the concert, Kadeem said, okay, the concert starts at 8. We're going to leave the house at like (laughs) 4. I'm like, what?
0: I I actually said about 3. I was like, well we could do two and do a really early dinner and then get down there and be in a space. We could even get a hotel, like a couple Kadeem, we walking got, distance from guys, it.
1: We got a hotel in the same city as we live because Kadeem wanted to be down in the midst and right. feel the energy before the show.
0: Right, and also beat the traffic, because what you were going to do was bitch and moan about traffic. I
1: was going to bitch and moan about traffic. And you
0: were going to bitch and moan about being hungry.
1: Yes, I was. So I
0: wanted to make sure. You see, I had so, you covered. I
1: will say this. You you curated a great experience, and I, I want to say this to the young ladies who, who are deciding to take their men to go see Beyonce, right? We do understand that it's all about you and Beyonce. We understand that. But we have to go. <laughs> right. You want us to go with you to share in the experience. Right. It felt good that you curated curated an experience that included me. Mm-hmm. You made sure that I, I ate. You made sure that I, I had enough uh, nourishments and water. <laughs> you made sure we <laughs> got down there and had a place to stay so that I wouldn't have to fight traffic to get there. You you were on top of it. Let me
0: tell you, before Tyler even asked me if I was going on Saturday, I wanted to go this weekend. <laughs> okay. But I also knew that. Jackson had football practice. He had a football game on Saturday. Yeah, a jamboree.
1: Not a, he had a jamboree. A jamboree. Had to play two different teams.
0: Right. And the heat index, when I looked at the weather for the week on Monday, Ooh. was like astronomical. So I'm like, there's no way DeVal's going to want to go coach a game, sit out there for two games back to back. Yelling right. and screaming and coaching and sweating. You damn um, right. To then go home, to then have to turn around to go to a concert. You so I had mind. you in mind early.
1: I know. That's why I started early in that's the week. That's how I was going
0: to go with somebody else. No, uh, but...
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That's why I got booties every day since Tuesday. I was light on my feet by the time Saturday Let me came. tell you. So I was a little punch drunk. So she was just like, we're going to go see Beyonce. Full okay. belly,
0: okay. empty okay. sack. That's, <laughs> that's, what was it? Full belly, empty sack.
1: Yeah, that's how you get me to say yes. Full that's belly, empty sack.
0: That's the spirit.
1: This is what was impressive. Kadeem woke up early on Saturday, drove all the way to Janelle's house mm-hmm. to get her wig installed. Mm-hmm. And then sat in that wig for two hours Bruh. at the Jamboree. There was no trees, no shade. <laughs> there were no seats.
0: There was nothing.
1: Because it was at the practice facility at some of the, uh, one of these big high schools here in Atlanta. And we went from game to game. And she was out there. Bruh. And she had on this blonde wig. and I ain't, I ain't going to lie, you I was coaching and I looked up and I was like, dang, Blondie got fatty. Turns out it was Kadine. I forgot she was going to get this blonde hair put in. And I was like, God oh, dang, she's let me
0: stacked. Let me Turns tell you out how out much how much I was concerned about you and wanting you to have a good experience with me. So in addition to booking the hotel room, which was mm-hmm. totally for you, because I'm like, listen, after the concert, we can go there, have a good time. Mm-hmm. Papa Scoop was holding down the fort with the boys. So we mm-hmm. would have a good night together. We can sleep in the next day, go for <laughs> brunch. It'll be a thing, right? Yeah. I was so tired when I woke up Saturday morning. I was two seconds away from canceling Janelle. And being what? like, forget it. I'm gonna just throw my hair in a bun and keep it pushing. No, but then no. I was like, we need these. Nah, plans. I was like, nah. I was like, Devon's going with me to CB. I gotta do this for him because at least this way, I told her girl. I said, whatever that got to be glue or whatever the hell that is. <laughs> I said, make sure that got to be got to be intact for a good night. And it was because
1: you know I be snatching and wigs. and did. I be snatching and wigs.
0: And <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: But nah, no, I um, I feel like the way you had everything set up, it was just indicative of how we take care of each other. Right. I did this because I knew you wanted to go see Beyonce and you made sure everything around it was good that I was taken care of, right? Yeah. So just leading up to that, it was a good feeling going to the show. I was excited, mm-hmm. but I was also excited because I got to watch you dress up. I was telling Josh that you know how in the 90s when the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles came out mm-hmm. and Vanilla Ice was, you know, Ice, Ice, baby. Because oh, yeah, the first that. one came out, no one knew what on to expect. Too. The second one, they knew what to expect. When we went to the movie theaters, all the kids was dressed up like Ninja Turtles. When we got to the show, all the kids was dressed up like Beyonce.
0: <laughs> Pretty much. <right? laughs>
1: all the women was dressed up like Everybody. Beyonce. And it was it was like droves of people. Right? So... Shout out once again to, to Tyler because me and Kay bought tickets. Kay, here's another thing Kay did. Kay said, Kay, I devout, I know you don't want to stand up the whole three hours. Mm-hmm. You went and got us seats right by the Beehive. Mm-hmm. Where right you around, can, Club around Club Renaissance. Club Renaissance yeah. where you floor can sit so down. Can floor sit. floor mm-hmm. seats where you mm-hmm. can sit. And she was like, I'm going to get the floor seats so you can sit because I know, you know, you may not want to dance the whole time. You'll probably sit sometimes, but mm-hmm. I'm going to be up. But I'm like, dang, she's really mm-hmm. thinking... About the things that I may need while I'm there so she can enjoy herself. So I was excited to go mm-hmm. see you have a good time.
0: Yeah,
1: Kadeen gets dressed at the hotel before we get up there, right? Mm-hmm. And she got on this jean romper and it was an ode to, um, what was the um, the video where she had on the white tank top with the jean shorts and she um, went with the- Oh,
0: that was like Crazy in Love. Crazy
1: in Love. Yes. And that was our crazy song in yes. college, Crazy in Love. Yes. So when people look at the outfit or they look at Kadeen, it's like it's, it was an ode to where we were at that time when we started to fall in love, 2002, Crazy in Love was out. And her and Jay-Z had that song together. So she had on the outfit with the long blonde weave. And it was just so thoughtful of everything that she was doing to curate the experience for me, but also for herself. And then Tyler was like, hey, he was going to go to the, the concert. He was going to get... Tickets at the, uh, the Riser, the Ace of Spades ride. He's like, yo, if y'all want to walk in with me, meet us here and y'all can walk in with us. So we get a chance to walk in with Tyler. And it was just the dopest experience. Walking, like, when we pulled up in the car, and it was me, you, Crystal, Tina.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We pull up in the car, and we're watching... Thousands of people walked towards the stadium. Oh yeah! And cars could not move. There were blocks of cars that couldn't move because people were walking in between cars. They were singing. They
0: were performing her song. It was just a whole vibe. And this was at seven
1: seven fifteen. Yeah. Seven twenty. Yeah. People were already performing and walking. Mind you, it is over hundred degrees heat index out there. Yeah. So we jump out the car and we walk to the stadium. Right and. We get to the stadium, we get to where our entrance is and we walk through the back and we actually walk in the entrance where all the performers are walking in mm-hmm. and we get to walk through the stadium and we're watching all of these people dressed like different versions of Beyonce.
0: Yeah, it was pretty cool.
1: And if you think about it, that's over 20 years of celebrating, it's 25 years of celebrating yeah. a woman's accomplishments. Yeah. It was eye opening to me.
0: I think it was almost like a big family reunion, right? Like yeah. in Atlanta, I feel like we saw so many people who we hadn't seen in a long time. Two of my friends from college were there. Yeah,
1: yeah. You know, and my, makeup art,
0: yeah, my makeup Charisse, artist, my makeup artist, out to Sharie, she was there. She yeah. saw us from a distance and texted me like, "I'm here too." She was dressed too. Our realtor Ariane, yes, Ariane I mean, was dressed too. Everybody, Janelle ended up being able to come with a friend. It was like we saw Jazzy and Cam. We saw Jazzy, there was a ton Cam, of people there, and Bionby, it was like a huge, yeah, it was like a huge, sisters. huge family reunion. Yeah. And I think that's the best part about it, right? Yeah. Other than the reason why we're there, Beyonce, the music, yeah. and all that, it's almost like a camaraderie that people have formed. Yeah. With this love for her music and her Speaking performances
1: of camaraderies, mm-hmm. there was also a camaraderie of boyfriends slash husbands slash fiancés who didn't understand why they were there. <laughs> And they were all like had the same dress. Did they y'all were all, have
0: like a silent like look at each other, kind yo, of nod, or were you having conversations nah, with these guys? I'm
1: not gonna lie to you. We we ended up at the Ace of Spades Lounge, right? And there's dudes there. Some of them know Jay Z. Some of them are from Brooklyn because that's their whole environment. So they're like, "Yo, DeVal, what's up?" You know, "I like, was good." So I'm like, "Why are you here?" He's on like, my girl here?" "I'm like, my girl here." <laughs> "Oh yeah, okay." So right, Aris with the girl. They all got on like white tees. Or a black t shirt, <laughs> jeans. Like it's just jeans, t shirt. Like right. they're not getting dressed up because this is not what we do. Mm-mm. So we all sitting there, standing there with the straight Brooklyn grill face. Like <laughs> <laughs> these people are crazy. Right? These people are crazy. Uh-huh. And you get a chance to look around, 360 view when you're in the, in the Ace of Space Lounge. You can see everything. Right? People are already screaming.
0: And Beyonce hasn't even hit the stage yet. She hasn't even.
1: It's it's still light. The lights are still. The lights have not come down yet. House
0: lights are still on, and everybody is just like, "Oh my god, hey, well, you know, what's your favorite song? You about to turn it when this happens?" Um, Chloe and Holly Bailey came on to the the riser, um, and she came over to me, and she was just like, "Oh my god, I love you and your sons and your husband. Oh my god!" And I'm like, "I didn't even know Chloe knew who I was," you know. Um, But it was just cool to see so many people there and just to have a good time. No riffraff. No violence. No. It was just a good time. It was just, it a just good felt like, time. like
1: you said, like a family reunion where you don't got no beef in your family. So,
0: what was the turning point for you? I guess in the concert where you felt like, wow, I get why people uh, f- are like this. The funny
1: thing is, it happened. It was two. two
0: <laughs> moments. Why are you like this?
1: <laughs> there were two moments in particular. Okay. The first moment was when the lights went down, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Ladies and gentlemen,"
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I heard like.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then you, you couldn't hear anybody right in front of you because the crowd was so loud. Yeah. And we're watching the stage. Everything start, the lights happening. And I'm watching you and I pick my phone out to get your reaction and stuff. And then the person says, Beyonce.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And she steps out. She had on this red dress and they started playing the piano solo for uh,
0: Dangerously, Dangerously
1: in Love. love. hmm now, here's a story about Dangerously in Love.
0: Oh, is it going to be the story?
1: We, I was a sophomore <laughs> in college. She yeah. was a junior. She was an RA. This is the first mm-hmm. time we got our single. So he this said was, we got our single. Yes, first time I we. I got
0: a single, guys. <laughs> like, like I
1: said, I said what I said. I said what I said. <laughs> we got our single for the first time.
0: My first semester, I had a roommate and... I told myself that I would never go mm-hmm. another semester with a roommate. Mm-hmm. So we lived in a suite with the RA of that floor, and I said to her, "Sis, she was actually a sister, yeah, yeah. black girl." I was like, "Sis, I'm gonna need to be where you're at. How do I get this <laughs> single?" And she walked me through the entire process. Told me when they were having RA interviews, mm-hmm. and so said so done. I got my first single and loved every bit of that eight by eight room.
1: Who was it? Nine thirteen <laughs> Brook. Nine twelve. Nine twelve. Nine twelve. Nine twelve. Estherbrook. Eight went by down. eight. That's where it went by down. Eight feet by eight feet. The room was so small that Kadena and I had an air mattress that we blew up in the middle of the room and there was no space. <laughs> it, was like mattress, <laughs> it was like a full size air right? mattress, was a full size air mattress. Because
0: my twin bed was up against the, yeah. the window. Then we had like my desk and then my closet. And like, that was it.
1: It was an eight by eight room. And we loved and it. And we loved it. We were it. in bliss. So we're in this room one day listening to R&B music like we typically did. Kadeen was studying. I was playing Need for Speed. And Dangerous (laughs) Leading Loves come on, and I'm looking at her, she's looking at me. And we just knew in that moment, like, all right, it's time to, you know.
0: Take a little break.
1: Take a little break from studying and playing Need for Speed. So it was one of those moments where early on in our relationship, this wasn't a a bam, bam, lovemaking section. We were actually making love, you know, like, Kadeen was on her back. I was on top of her. It was a slow, sexy groove because Dangerously in Love was on and I remember kissing Kadena we were in the moment and her eyes just started to water and tears dropped down her face and I was just like yo like what's the matter and she was just like I just love you so much and I was like I love you too and we just kissed and we made love and then we laid there as the, the music played and we fell asleep mm-hmm and those are one of the first few moments, other than beauty, mm-hmm. that I remember. Like then we made love. We didn't mm-hmm. have like a right. a bam bam session. in college. <laughs> you know how you are when you're 19. You just <laughs> trying to ram through something. No, we I actually felt like a made grown love.
0: And now you out me here, sound, <laughs> feeling like a softy. Y'all know I'm a thug, <laughs> and you got me out here sounding all soft. You whatever. can't
1: be a thug with that wig on. You could take it off. <laughs> you could take it off. And
0: no, y'all don't want to see what that looks like under
1: here. You look alright. Your cornrows look alright.
0: Anyway, back to the story. You look like
1: you look like a little hot stud. <laughs> you do. You know. You come on, y'all. Y'all know some of these studs be out here looking good. then I walked in the. I walked in the.
2: the
1: I walked in the kitchen Deval, the other day, you're and Kadine had on a sports bra, some, some baggy, baggy sweatpants, <laughs> and a braids, Slide that she had the on a fitted hat. And I was like, who the fuck is in my kitchen right now? Like, who? It's,
0: it's just to turn around. It was actually Kadeem. a snapback that I kind of had cocked up because I was about to take it off, remember? <laughs> right. And you can kind of see the, the braids poking through the side. And I was just like, where What are you? you doing?
1: Where are you coming from? You look kind of good, though. Kind of caught me off guard. I was like, I ain't know I was into this. You look all right. Come here. Come
0: here. You're a mess. I'm a mess. I'm a
1: mess. I don't know. You look good, though, in the braids. So but, it was
0: that dangerously in love moment?
1: It was that dangerously in love moment where- I think that's what- It, like, brought, it was the nostalgia. Yeah, it brought it, me it back. It like brought you in. It brought yeah. me back. And that was like the beginning of her career where she started to, you know, accentuate herself as the solo artist of that time. Mm-hmm. Like It was Dangerously in Love. It was- uh, What was the other song? Just On a Run?
0: Well, yeah. Well, those came after, but on that- Particular album There was like Signs Speechless Like there were a bunch Of really Speechless good songs Speechless is
1: another song too That, that we just we Oh my gosh story for too, Yeah, Speech we have another song For that yeah. but, but there was just so That many R&B mixed. That R&B style of Beyonce mm-hmm. Was what I, I grew to love and I think that
0: was good For her to do And smart with her um Performance When you think about Like how you roll out yeah. A show right So you re- reel people back in yeah. With like the classics You know and then you go into the the more current album. So but I think do that you was remember done really
1: well. It started Dangerously in Love, and I'm h- hugging Kadine, mm-hmm. and she just put her head back and rested her head back on my chest. Uh huh. And like, like she felt safe, like she oh, it for just, sure. it just it that just got me in. Like
0: it's crazy that you felt that because I that's exactly how that's what I you felt. felt. Well, yeah, I'm not surprised because <laughs> we be all you know in unison and in line. But yeah. no, that's exactly how I felt. I was like, wow, this was a moment, and not for nothing. When I was in Sweden those two days, um, and even a concert I had gone to with one of my girlfriends, Tiffany years mm-hmm. ago, that you weren't at. You kinda at a concert wanna have moments where you kinda love on your man and, and hug up if you hear yeah. a song that either reminds you of him or reminds you of a moment or is like one of your favorite love songs. Yeah. It's like, damn, I really wish my man was here. Like it's like going to a wedding without your spouse or without your yeah. your person. It's like, damn, everybody around here in love and my man ain't here. You know? I feel you. So that was a moment for me that I was like, Wow, we can really enjoy this together because it's familiar to you yeah. and it's familiar to me. Yeah.
1: I will say this too, to all you single gentlemen. Who are looking for a woman? The place to be in your area, if you are looking for some women.
0: Next to Deadass Podcast Live Show. Yes,
1: next to Deadass Podcast Live Show. Which is
0: coming next year.
1: Buy tickets to a Beyonce concert. Because if I was single, I would have been up in there. (laughs) I would have stood up right in the middle, right in the middle. Like they took the intermission. I'd have stood up and been like, hey, my name is Deval. I'm in Aries. I like to take long walks on the park.
0: <laughs> Favorite color is red. Yo. Credit score 800.
1: <laughs> I'm here if you need me. I would, I'd say I'm, I'm straight just to let y'all know because you have to let people know the women there are looking for men, but the men that they see there, they don't expect them to be single straight men. You know what I'm saying? Like this is such a diverse crowd that you expect to see other people who are Beyonce fans. You don't expect to he- hear or see a group of straight Men at a Beyonce concert, but if they go, they will find a queen. Yo, there was so many women. I have never seen that many women in one spot. Who, it's it was like really a wedding. A, it
0: was like a beautiful display of blackness because there were so many black people there. Like it's Atlanta, so what else are you gonna expect? It was a yeah. mixed crowd, yes. Yeah, but um, let me tell you, black women, we are top tier. They came out and showed out big yeah. time. It was. It was time. a lot. It was a lot of women. It was. A, it was a. A there was a lot time. of
1: kids in there too. I could say kids, right, Tribble? The kids, I can say the kids, right?
0: The kids was outside. They
1: was dressed up too. Dressed up to so the they nines was dressed and up the tens. But that's, but that's also the difference. Most of the men you saw who were part of the Beehive were dressed up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So yep. you knew like, oh, that's, he's part of the Beehive. So for the straight men who were there with their girls, they typically were dressed like I was dressed. T-shirt, jeans, yeah. sneakers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it was just a great space. I'm telling you, if, if there were men who were looking for women... <laughs> <laughs> bro, that's a place to do there with so now many you know. women, bro. Oh my gosh, it was so many. Well, oh, she's women. still
0: on tour. Yes. Um I'm trying to figure out what's the next city I'm going to. What? Hmm? Are you serious? <laughs> you see how I just threw that in there, right? Yo, yo, yo she's touring until the end of like September, early October. Okay,
1: I will say this though. After after the end of the, the concert, the next day, mm-hmm. Monday, I was like, damn, I would, I would go again. I would totally. go again. Because I that, almost
0: went last night. That's that not gonna lie. I literally almost went last night.
1: God, you see what you see what I'm Like see all what I Deval through?
0: had to say was, you know, I would have wanted to go I'd have been like, babe, I already got the tickets. All
1: right, so let's be honest. The only, the only reason, reason why. I didn't, why I didn't say let's go is because I thought Jackson had football practice. Really? Yes. I thought he had football practice. If no, I don't looked at the schedule, I would have just been like, yo, let's go. But I thought Jackson had football practice and I wasn't gonna miss his football practice to go to the second Beyonce concert. In two days.
0: Well, why not? Because you would have been going to practice anyway on Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday, too. So. Well, I mean,
1: he's our son, and I would think that our <laughs> son is more important than Beyonce. I, I mean, what you mean? Why not? <laughs>
0: That's what they got a whole team of coaches for.
1: You see, what well, he'd have been alright. This, this is how people think Beyonce fans go crazy.
0: But I'm just being serious. Listen, going to we see know the you're show being serious. That's what's crazy. It's wild. it's wild. It's wild, and I own it. Like I'm not gonna sit here and you could <laughs> have went here and be like you
1: could have oh. went. I was not missing Jackson's no. football. But buttons. you know
0: what it was too. Also too, I know like it's school day, school week rather. Mm-hmm. You know, school day, and I just wanted to be home. And the podcast crew was coming into town. We had to work early this morning, or I thought I was. I wasn't sure what time we were gonna get started. So I was trying to be responsible. But that just only means that we can just fly to another city and see her I knew
1: it was coming I knew it was coming Look, I you ain't gonna You can make lie. it a,
0: a weekend, baby Like you really thoroughly enjoyed the no, weekend No, we don't have to make so it a week much.
1: Because what? the week leading up to that, that day was great for me So we can, can do remember. that You know what I'm saying?
0: We can totally do that I am down for that
1: You can, you can do that? Let me see Look, look, look Google's look.
0: <laughs> Google's the uh, I'll tell the you show. another
1: part of her set that was impressive to me that had me super me, excited.
0: While I search for the next city, I want to. What's the
1: song when they keep going? Uh, Love on top. Oh yeah! She dropped the mic and the whole stadium was singing "Love on top" on oh, the same key. We sure
0: that's the were. video I made. Baby, it's, yeah, and, and they kept going. And they kept going. And they just kept
1: going. And they kept going. getting
0: higher. And, and higher I was like, yo, all
1: these people are now singers. Beyonce have made them feel literally. Made them feel like and even they if can you couldn't sing. sing
0: like me, I'm going to belt at the top of my lungs and not give one that shit. On, I got that
1: on camera too. I'm sure
0: you did. And yes. there's no shame in my game. You got that. That's a fact.
1: Yo, guys, she's legit looking up another time to go see Beyonce, you guys.
0: I I am.
1: She's nuts. I'm
0: looking at the calendar. You know why too? Because every show is not the same. Show one in Sweden versus show two in Sweden were two completely different shows. Mm -hmm. And then the only thing I have to compare it to now is Atlanta, which was... Top tier for me, right? Like beat Sweden out the park, and it could be too because it was the first. Because show. it's
1: Atlanta,
2: though.
0: Well, it's, that's a, no, that's that's a fact. It's Atlanta. That's a like, fact. It's Atlanta. But I think Sweden was more reserved. The audience yeah, in general, they're a little bit more reserved. They actually sat in their seats for the show. I was like, <laughs> I just knew when I got the two floor seat tickets for Daval, because I'm like, okay, he may want to sit at mm-hmm. some point. I already knew like everybody standing around you, bro, was not going to be sitting, so you you yeah. wouldn't have seen anything because you'd have people standing all around you. But the energy was so different in Sweden versus versus is Atlanta, and then what I'm hearing from people who went to multiple shows in Atlanta, even show one, two, and three in Atlanta were all yeah. three different energies. I could
1: imagine because so, I mean, we do live shows, so yeah, you know, the exactly. energy, the you crowd can, can typically make a show depending on what the energy is. Absolutely,
0: like. I'm curious to know from her standpoint, which, which, um, I, if has I had to be honest, so I would far. say
1: our show Saturday would have had to be one of the best because just listen to me. If you went Friday, right? Mm-hmm. Friday, you had to go to work all day. You came home from work, you're a little bit tired. Mm-hmm. Saturday, you got a chance to do like me and Kadine did. Mm-hmm. You made a whole day about it. Mm-hmm. You started drinking a little bit early. So you get to the show already lit, and then you don't have to go to work on Sunday. Oh, Whereas Monday, you had to go to work, and then you had to go to work on Tuesday. And so I don't expect to the them to be as lit mm-hmm. as it was on Saturday. You know, Saturday That's was possible. just an open time where you can focus on only the show. That's possible. But, um... And I, this is going to be the last thing I say before we get to listening to letters. I know listening to letters is also an important part of the show.
0: <laughs> of course.
1: But that experience with your girl, right? When you're there and drunken love comes on. Mm-hmm. And your girl can actually be on you in that moment when the music starts and it's everybody around. It's like, bro, it, it it's... Watching your girl be excited about something and you just being there in support of her just opens her up in a different way. Mm-hmm. And watching you go through that and enjoy it, but then turn around and hug on me and jump on me and dance on me. It was fun for me. Like I had a good time. And I, I, stay, I make jokes and say, you know, I'm part of the Beehive now because I, I really did not understand like 25 years of, of hits. Mm-hmm. And being one of the top performers, if not the top performer, at mm-hmm. that time every time is like an astonishing feat. So, so to celebrate with someone, go through all of that music was amazing. I was like, dang, she got mad hits. Mad hits but yeah. also to celebrate that with your girl
0: mm-hmm.
1: was it was dope. Like it was just it was fun. I had a good time. We had a
0: good old time. After the
1: concert, we went back to the hotel. We were trying to find something to eat. Couldn't find nothing to eat. So me and K did what me and Kay gonna do. We Uber eat some Big Macs. You know what I'm saying?
0: Like, sure did. Man, we don't even
1: eat McDonald's. We don't. But we eat Big, Big Macs. You know what I'm and saying? Again. I'm
0: not even gonna lie. <laughs> like, what's open? Yeah, we gonna get a Big Mac.
1: Man, we we Uber eats some Big <laughs> Macs. We sat there, got it in before the Big Macs came.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Ate the Big Macs, went to sleep. Woke up the next morning. K put on a leotard again. Got it in again. I'm like, this is the type of energy I
2: that mean,
1: you know. Then we went to brunch. Like like let's it be was honest. As as a as a guy, right? Mm-hmm. You have to enjoy that. Like you did something to make your girl feel special. She had a great time, she enjoyed herself, but the energy that was there made her make you want to feel special. Right. You know what I'm it's saying? It's giving
0: reciprocity. It is. You know? It was good. Because I knew going into it, like you've said that you wanted me to be more intentional about our date nights, right? Yeah. Or our date days moving forward. Because I make it very intentional that like when I set up things with the boys and I take them on yeah. little individual solo yeah. dates, you know, Davao's like, damn, you really be going all out for these boys. He's yeah. like, I want that same kind of energy. So I'm like, yeah. you know what? Fine. And knowing, going into it, that that wasn't necessarily something you wanted to do, I was just really trying to be deliberate about how I could make it enjoyable for you as well. So,
1: Well, shout out to you, yo.
0: Oh, thanks, babe. Shout out
1: to you, you know what I'm saying? And shout
0: out to uh, her performing in LA. (laughs) So we're going to be at a wedding. Yo! Labor Day weekend, we're going to be at a wedding, and she's actually performing in California Labor Day weekend.
1: When does Jackson have a football game? No, that weekend? no. He has a bye week. Are you sure?
0: Well, he has a football game on that Saturday, but we're going to fly out wedding. Saturday night. Yeah, and, and
1: the wedding is when
0: Sunday, and the show is on Monday. We fly home Tuesday. It's giving men to be. I didn't Talking even about, know
1: we, that. We 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 fly home Tuesday. Yes. Jackson got practice that week though.
0: Yeah, but we come home Tuesday.
1: I just, I just listen, guys. I'm trying to be a parent. You see, it's apparent that she don't care about being a parent.
0: That's a all lie right? because right? I booked our ticket after his game on that Saturday. All right, so all don't right. try to throw me under nobody bus. We'll look at. It, we'll unless in. it's Beyonce's tour bus. <laughs> then we'll look it. let good. the good times roll.
1: As a matter of fact, let's Rolling. go take a break so I can pay for these tickets. Rolling. That's about to, to happen again Rolling in September. In we'll be back. with will listen to lettuce Yeah. <laughs> During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know. Comfort and style. Crocs, classic clogs, and sandals have both covered.
0: When I'm talking about style, I mean personal style. There are just so many colors and so many gibbet charms that you can add to the Crocs to make them unique. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood, to match your personality, to fit the occasion, and you can change them up day to day.
1: I mean, ultimately... You can stand out from the crowd in a way that only you can because it's your personal style. And now let's talk about comfort. You know, it doesn't get better than Crocs, Clods, and Sandals when it comes to being comfortable. Style and comfort are usually a trade off, but here they're a package deal. It's like you have cushions on your feet soft, stylish, personalized, colorful cushion.
0: That's right. So, why wait? Head over to Crocs.com today and experience the comfort and style of Crocs classic clogs and sandals for yourself. Your feet will thank you.
1: You may be aware that most people who are black have O blood type. Every donation counts and makes a difference in someone's life. Donate blood at Red Cross to help save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now.
0: There's power in every purchase. Because every time we buy a black lead brand, we make room for another black lead brand. And y'all know I love my lip bar products. That's just one to name a few.
1: There is a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. Show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long.
0: That's right, y'all. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart.
1: That's right. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black-owned products you can add to your daily routine.
0: All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so. And get this. Near, yes, near, the OG that I used for years has now leveled up. And they have these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell amazing. My personal favorite... smell for yourself try the reformulated near body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online all right back from our break let's get into listener letters let's focus and get back to dead ass podcast enough talk about beyonce and the tour yeah. riding in from brooklyn not a native but been here for almost eight years so it's my adopted hometown originally from denver dope oh you're upgrading welcome to brooklyn <laughs> Exactly. You're welcome. You're welcome. I love your show and love your personalities as well as the great work that you're doing. Thank you. So here's my situation. Then question. I'm a black gay male who recently realized I have a subconscious fear of straight black men.
2: Hmm, Mm. Interesting.
0: Growing up, I was verbally bullied for being feminine by men in my life, brothers and their friends, for example, and others, church members, school, etc. This continued until I became an adult. Now that I'm much older and bigger, the bullying has stopped. Yeah. <laughs> I would hope so because you open up a can of whoop However, I still find myself having physical discomfort around heterosexual black men.
2: Mm.
0: I have been lately pondering about the general state of brotherhood between straight and black slash trans black men. The recent murder of O'Shea Sibley in Brooklyn, as well as recent experiences of verbal gay bashing personally, although they've never laid hands on me as I stay ready. (laughs) I hope you do, bro. Has triggered me feeling on defense whenever I'm in a setting with straight black men. We're supposed to stick together as black folk, but sadly, many in our community feel very uncomfortable peddling. No, very comfortable. Oh, sorry. Feel very comfortable peddling in homophobia and transphobia without realizing how damaging this is to the collective. My question is what are your thoughts about reconciling brotherhood between straight black men and gay slash trans black men? Is it possible? Is this realistic? What are your conversation likes amongst your peers with LGBTQ-related issues when they come up? Also, as parents, what are your thoughts on introducing the concept of LGBTQ people to your children? I feel like educating and familiarizing children when they are young increases acceptance and inclusion when they're older. Hopefully, you'll read this letter. I Mm -hmm. definitely will be listening. Of course, I know you got tons of these, so if you... If not, you still have a lifelong fan in me. God bless you, and God keep you, and God keep up the great work. Thank you so much. Well, this the first awesome. thing,
1: the first thing I'll say is mm-hmm. I, I understand where he's coming from. If yeah. he's if he's around my age, yeah. Um, I grew up not even knowing homophobia was a thing because the way we spoke was just the way we spoke. Mm-hmm. Right? You you had no. Idea mm-hmm. that it was even considered homophobic, and that was the norm. Right, right. So you grow up and you find out later on in life that you have friends who, been gay their whole life, and you're right. like, yo, why you didn't say nothing? And right. it's like, when was I supposed to say something? Like right. y'all, all y'all did was make jokes and yes. make fun of people. Like I've never been, I've never been with a group of people or been around people who were physically abusive, mm-hmm. but we always made jokes or said things because that was the culture. Right, right? and um, even myself. Mm -hmm. going to the Boys and Girls Club when I was in Morristown, Tennessee, there was a divide, right? So I love performing arts. Mm -hmm. So I used to sing and dance and do plays in the back, but I also played basketball Mm -hmm. and football. And I remember making a decision to say, I'm going to be good at sports Mm -hmm. because I love performing arts and I don't want people to make fun of me thinking I'm gay. Mm -hmm. Because I remember there was a young man at the Boys and Girls Club. I don't want to say his name because, you know, he might have grown up, but... He was really big into the arts, yeah. And they made fun of him all the time, and Mm -hmm. they used to do like pick on him and do stuff to him, like, like take his drink when we was at juice and and do stuff like that. Until we all went through puberty and he got just as big, and he put hands on somebody. Yeah,
0: yeah, about to do this one more time. Yeah, he
1: said that's this. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Now I don't know whether he grew up to be gay or not, Mm -hmm. but he was more feminine than the other guys. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't always mean that you're gay because I have friends who grew up with just their moms who have feminine qualities who love women who are now with women, but Mm -hmm. they just have feminine qualities because they grew up around nothing but women. Mm -hmm. But I remember watching that as a young man and seeing that and making decisions about, I got to play sports so that, you know, people don't pick on me. Mm -hmm. So I can understand exactly where he's coming from. Like, Mm and and i've never I've never been gay. I thought about being gay, but I did also have that fear if people think I'm soft, I'm gonna be a target to get picked on right. So him now being out as a full gay man, I understand where his fear comes from mm-hmm. um when it comes to our children, um we had uh, just a quick story once again, I have friends who are members of the LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. They Before come you move
0: on to our children, I'm just going to give a little bit oh, yeah, of my perspective ahead. about um, growing up and mm-hmm. the language and the jargon around it, right? So you grow up just innately hearing a song or saying a phrase, and just because people say it and they do it, you just figure like, oh, it's no big deal. There's right. no harm done. One particular song is a reggae song, Chichiman. Yes. Loved the song when I was growing yes. up. Would sing it all the time. But then I actually stopped.
1: And listened to the To words. listen to
0: the lyrics. And it essentially was talking about burning gay men. Right. Like killing them. And now I refuse to listen to it for that right. reason. Because I'm like, You're wow, more conscious. You're more conscious of it, right? So when we're younger and we don't realize what we're actually yeah. saying and doing and how it is a perpetu- perpetuating this, um, this hate right. for that particular community, then you decide now as, a, as an adult that. And especially having, like you said, friends as an adult that you know are openly gay and right. out there, whether it's a man or a woman, um, or trans, like you know better and you do better. Right. So I know that we've also made that effort to um to include it with our children and to educate them on that world.
1: Absolutely. And he he made a great point. Mm-hmm. Like he, he made a great point about introducing it to your kids younger so just it humanizes them so that you can stop the hate right Right. because no one deserves to be murdered or bullied or beat up or ostracized because of their own preference like no one deserves that right or just for who they are for who they are like that's just let's just be clear no one deserves that and I remember um Jackson had asked some questions about it when he was in middle school Mm -hmm. and he had made a comment about him and his friends you know what I'm saying because they're in that age now 12 13 Mm -hmm. same thing when you're a young adolescent boy Mm -hmm. there comes a point when you get to this fork in a row where all my friends do this, all my friends say this, so we're right. all doing this together. And
0: it's just like lingo. Like, they'll say words like, oh, that's, that's, that's zesty, or that's right, this, right, or that's right. that. And it's like, what exactly do you mean by that? And we're the parents now that will question that. Like, you say the right. word, but what does that mean? Do you know what it means? Do you right. know how you could potentially be offending somebody? Right. So, yeah.
1: So, Jackson had made a comment about, he had made a comment about something, and he was like, yeah, I don't, we, we're not going to that because we don't want to be around it, him and all his friends. And we was just like, what, what do you mean you don't want to be around it? He was like, I don't know. My friends, they, they, he's like, we're not doing that because we don't want to be around that. So then I had made a point. I said, well, you know, and I, I, one of my friends who's not out yet, but he's clearly a homosexual man. I said, well, you know, so-and-so is gay. And Jackson was like, oh, were? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, and so-and-so. And Jackson was like, oh. Mm
0: -hmm. And so-and-so. And And we started listing a bunch of people who are in close proximity to us, who we love, who are family to us, that
1: are. Jackson immediately was just like, oh, all right, well, I guess it's fine then. And then when they came by the house, I told them what had happened. And the young man I'm talking about started to cry a little bit because he's like, you're breaking a generational curse of Mm -hmm. passing down that stigma that you don't want to be around it. So then Jackson comes in the room and he kind of— the young man tightened up a little bit because he didn't know how Jackson was going to respond now that Jackson knows he's gay. Mm-hmm. And Jackson went on and was like, what's up? Gave him a pound or whatever. And he was just like, it's that simple. Mm-hmm. Once you humanize yes. something, it becomes easy. Yes. But here is my, my question, right? Because he said members of the gay trans community, right? Part of it is also understanding.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: If we don't understand, can we have civil discourse without being labeled?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I'm saying? Because if I say something and I don't understand— and I ask a certain question, a lot of times, if you're a heterosexual man, you fear being labeled homophobic or transphobic because you ask a question
2: Mm. and
1: it it happens. So a lot of times we, and I'll say we, because I'm a member of the heterosexual community, are afraid to even engage in that conversation in part because I just don't want to be labeled Mm -hmm. anything. And when I speak to some of my friends, they're like, yo, I do have questions. I wonder how am I supposed to navigate or move in this space? but if i say the wrong thing now i'm labeled mm-hmm. so it's you know what i just won't say nothing yeah. but you know what Some, sometimes your silence makes you complicit right in the destruction of those people when you say nothing when you say nothing but exactly what happens a lot of times is you're creating this silence where you won't even engage in conversation without labeling someone
0: like
1: mm. i don't i don't want to be labeled right i don't want to be silent right But I don't know how to move because I really don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Mm -hmm. You know, shout out to uh, (laughs) Tribble, you know, our producer. A lot of times when when I'm wanting to discuss something, I ask her first. Right. You know, because Tribble has made it very clear to everyone that she's a member of the LGBTQIA plus community. Mm -hmm. So I, I run it by her to make sure I'm not being offensive. Right. But...
0: And it really just comes from a place of not knowing. Not knowing, of right. right. Because you want to be able to have discourse with someone but not feel like they're then judging you or then right. like labeling you as like, oh, he's asking this question because he might potentially not fuck with this community. Right, you know? but what
1: if everyone doesn't have a trouble?
0: Yeah, or a safe space to be yeah, able you know, to a discuss safe, that. A safe space to discuss.
1: Yeah. A lot of times the safe space isn't only created by... A heterosexual man, Mm -hmm. there has to be a safe space created by a homosexual or trans man Mm -hmm. or trans woman to be able to say this is how we move and why. Mm -hmm. If there's no safe space created by all parties, we won't ever be able to have discourse. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? I
0: think that may happen, too, because some people from either community may just be very dismissive of even having that discourse because they just don't feel like it exists or they don't feel like it's a real thing or that, you know— It's almost like a made-up thing, right? What you
1: mean, the safe space of discourse? No,
0: the the made-up space of being trans or being, you know, non-binary, like. This is something that people actually live. This is actually the person dealing right. with this experience. I am non-binary for this reason. Right. And they may not even feel comfortable expressing why they feel like they are. Or, no, I shouldn't say that. They don't feel comfortable expressing themselves because some people don't even believe that that's a real thing. Some people just feel like you're supposed to be a man or a woman. Right. You know what? Does that I make sense? You, yeah,
1: I mean, I, it, it makes sense what you're saying. But right. what I'm saying is, is he asked about having open discourse and discussion. Mm -hmm. And what I'm saying is is that it's going to take all sides, Mm -hmm. not just heterosexual men being open to the discussion. Mm -hmm. Because I've I've been in rooms where people have been trying to have discussions. Mm -hmm. And then when you ask questions, they get offended. And then the finger pointing starts. Well, you ask that because you're homophobic. No, I ask that because I don't know. Mm. And it's like, I don't. I really don't want to offend you. So since I don't want to offend you, I don't even. You just want to rather ask not even question. get it.
0: It's almost like not in, engaging in conversation about religion, politics, and things like right. that, right? Because if you don't understand it, yeah.
1: If you don't understand, it, I, I really don't want to offend you, my brother. Right. I don't, but. I do have questions. And if my questions offend you, I'd rather Mm -hmm. not have questions. Mm -hmm. But then if I don't ask questions and you say I should try to get to know you, Mm -hmm. how can I get to know you without asking questions, without offending you? Right. You see what I'm saying? So I think there's work that needs to be done on both sides. Now, of course, every time you say there's work that needs to be done on both sides, the first thing that's thought of is, well, your side is the side that's violent to our side. Mm -hmm. Which I I agree. Like If you understand the context of being a member of the LGBTQIA plus community, violence has been inf- inflicted on that community
2: mm-hmm.
1: from the heterosexual side. So mm-hmm. I understand that they feel like we don't have to do as much work as you feel. Mm-hmm. If you understand the context of that, right. it's, it's, your, your heart softens mm-hmm. because now it's not a me versus you. Right. I'm still being honest and I will be honest and say that help me understand how I can have a conversation without being labeled. hmm or without be, being given a title that's now gonna walk with me for the rest of my life because I didn't understand. Right. Because like you said, if I didn't live in that lifestyle, how am I going to know how to exist in this lifestyle? Right. Mm-hmm. There was a clip how of to coexist. Right. Yeah. There was a clip of Malik Yoba on the Breakfast Club. Oh yeah, I think And I he had one. he mm-hmm. said um, cis born and natural born women, mm-hmm. and he immediately was they was like, oh my god, see that's homophobic. That's a microaggression because natural born is this, and I'm like. If I haven't existed in that community and I right. don't know, I don't know the terms that you deem acceptable or not acceptable. So you know what I'd rather do? I'd rather just be quiet not, yeah, just and not, not say anything because right. I don't want to offend you. right? Because we live in a day and age now where even if I accidentally offend you mm-hmm. by asking a question, I can be labeled homophobic or transphobic. And now the things that I'm trying to do in my life, are all superseded by the fact that, oh, that's transphobic or that's right. homophobic. Just ask the question. Yeah, And it's scary. Yeah. It's scary, especially with cancel culture. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's scary to try to engage in those conversations. Right. The same way it's, it's scary to engage in conversations of men versus women. Right. We have battle of the sexist conversations all the time. Right. If I ask a question or say something or give my opinion on something, then it's like, oh, just say you don't love women. It's like I I, right. I love women. Clearly. That is true. They
0: really like that's true. And in both sides. you know, both just get like, cut at the knees before you even get to explain yourself. If a woman says something <laughs> especially
1: know? about a, a black man, it's just like, oh, you don't support black men. Right. If you say something to ask a question about black women, you don't support black women. Right. And it's like, I just asked the question, like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> if we really gonna have discourse, right. there needs to be an opening on all and sides. And there needs to be
0: discourse where people can say their piece and they can be who they are, and we say, Okay understand right either agree to disagree you're not trying to get me to you're not trying to you know convince me of anything right. I, i'm not coming from a place of judgment right. either it's just that here's how we do things here's how we do things yeah. okay i get it cool you happy you happy right great yeah, you happy i'm happy i would good. love for people to coexist like right. that and that's why when it comes to our children we're very deliberate about, about deliberate about telling them that they need to just respect all people yeah. and let people be who they are you know, and I love that Jackson now. After even having that conversation, will say to his friends, "Yo, it's not cool to say that." Right. Like Jackson has become yeah, that yes, person. He's in his, that person. You know, he'd be all group. all up inside his group chats and stuff, yes. you know, On his phone and, and whatnot. He's definitely the one. To be like, and Yo, he's chill the on now. one that does not take bullying. Remember, there was another no, kid bullying yeah. another kid in a in the group chat. And this
1: wasn't even a a sexual thing. It no. was they were all on the football team. Or basketball. It was basketball at this point. Yeah. And Nothing to do were, with homophobia or anything. They were debating about Something. sports teams. They yeah. were debating about sports teams. And it was like, oh, you keep switching teams, blah, blah, And then it was just a constant nagging. Like name calling and started. And he was like, yo, chill on that. Like, right. And the no, kid
0: didn't chill. So Jackson just deleted him out of, the, boot chat. the group chat. <laughs> like, we're not doing that over here.
1: To hear to hear, to hear, his question. I think we can have civil discourse, but all sides have to be open and willing to. Yes,
0: super open-minded about it, too, as well. Thank you for listening, and thank you for writing in. We appreciate appreciate you. you. Thank you. Love you. Number two. Oh, this one's a shorter one.
1: Mr. and Mrs. Ellis, I have nothing but mad respect for the both of you. Thank you. We appreciate you as well. I love listening to the podcast. It brings me peace knowing I can have something to listen to while at work, on the way home, knowing the information That is talked about Is very knowledgeable Oh, Thank you so much
0: Thank you We'll just be over here Chatting but okay (laughs) We we work (laughs) hard though To
1: try to give y'all Something positive I love that Uh, I just became a fan I just became a first time dad Oh this is two guys Back to back And I just want to know What's the best way To be supportive For my wife And help her be able To get back on her feet And do y'all have Any suggestions On a good way To take her On a quick getaway (laughs) Woo to help um, her relax and recover from getting ambushed by everyone. This is the first thing bro, I'm saying. Bro, let say. me
0: copy and paste all the Beyonce's uh, <laughs> next shows coming up. So that way you can, she can get flued out for a weekend, maybe. No, I'm
1: just kidding. <laughs> I'm going I'm to I'm give you one but not kidding. piece of advice. Listen to your wife. And as I'm saying that, I'm going to let my wife mm-hmm. tell you how you can help her. Yes. And then once she's done, I'll piggyback off of that. But the first thing is listen to her.
0: Absolutely. I think the biggest thing for a first-time mom and dad with the mom it's 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 a mixed thing because it's like you you want help and you need help but you don't necessarily want to ask for help because you don't want to be a burden mm-hmm. for example the baby I really would love to just get a couple hours of sleep, but I don't want to leave my baby because if I leave for a couple hours, I don't know what's going to happen to this baby, you know? So there's that battle between wanting to try to do and be everything for the baby in that moment, but then also knowing like, I need a break. So I would say as a first time dad, anticipate the things that she may need. Mm -hmm. Anticipate the small, daunting, tedious, mundane, everyday tasks that she would normally take care of that now you can either Outsource and bring in family to help mm. or you can do. Mm. You will be surprised how far a clean load of laundry folded and put away can go. How far a meal can go. How far a, hey, I'm going to take the baby for two hours so you can take a nap. Because if she's breastfeeding, she's up every two hours anyway. Yeah. But it's really just reassuring her and letting her know that, yo, these things don't have to be taken care of. So you can heal and you can take time to be in recovery and take care of yourself. Because a lot of times, first time, they're going to be asking about the baby. Everyone is going to be like, let me see the baby. How's the baby doing? And then mom mom. kind of falls by the wayside. So you, dad, that's your role, of course, while doting over baby and helping to take care of baby. I love that he's writing in because he sees that the focus should be on getting his woman back up to speed. Um, Suggestions for a good way to take her for a quick getaway. I mean, it could even just be a a quick. If you want to get her out of the house, it can be a spa date. It can be a dinner date. It could be something as simple as that. Or if she's not comfortable leaving the house yet, just having grandma or somebody come to oversee the baby mm-hmm. while maybe you bring home, uh, you know, in-home masseuse, you know, so that she can just get away for a little bit and get taken care of. Um, there's so many different things that you can do. What are some things that you did when uh, well, with each baby? Because we have four of them, so there was so many things that, listen, that I had going on. This is, the, this
1: is the very first thing that no one ever talks, talks about, right? Mm-hmm. You have to prepare your your wife or the mother of your child before the baby comes to be prepared to let other people help with the child. Mm-hmm. You have to prepare them so that when the baby comes they can rest. The biggest issue with having a newborn is sleep deprivation. I say this all the time. I said it at the live show, one of my friends, Navy SEAL, said the biggest training, the biggest part of training that they they struggled with the most was learning how to be efficient while sleep deprived. They made them stay awake but I think it was uh, 18 hours. Mm-hmm. And after being awake for 18 hours, had them go through a whole bunch of stuff and people were discombobulated, didn't know how to use their weapons. A lot of guys quit, super emotional, couldn't make good decisions. I said, wow, it sounds like you were pregnant.
0: But <laughs> and had a baby. It, but it made me realize <laughs> yes.
1: that pregnancy comes with hormonal changes, but sleep deprivation on top of hormonal changes. Oh,
0: man, that trumps it.
1: You're not going to be next to the person that you knew. Mm-hmm. That's why so many couples end up getting divorced or end up separating after kids Mm -hmm. because sleep deprivation is real and it's not only for mom you know who else has to get rest Mm -hmm. dad Mm -hmm. because most of the time if you're a dad like you wrote in here that means when your wife gets up you're gonna get up as well when that baby cries you're gonna cry but you also have to go back to work
0: when the baby cries you're gonna cry you're gonna
1: cry I (laughs) cried too every time when Jackson was first born when Jackson cried I was like <laughs> he was just crying like two and a half hours ago. I gotta go to the gym and, and then I'm gonna be up. I'm going all
2: day and he keeps crying and now I'm crying and I am about to cry and now Meanwhile, we're all crying.
0: Like, I'm like, I just got 27 stitches in my <laughs> cervix. I don't want to hear about you crying. <laughs>
1: Bro, make sure you find time to get rest as well. Cause you know who else gets super emotional after babies? Men. Mm-hmm. We don't talk about this. Men get emotional because of sleep deprivation. Imagine two sleep-deprived people dealing with a child for the first time.
0: That's a fact. Not knowing what this child is because this child is not communicating with you at so, all. Boom. And then also, too, he says, how did we recover from getting ambushed by everyone?
1: I'm about to tell, I'm it about to tell him It is okay. That. Oh. Remember, you asked me what I'm about to tell him. But you, I mean, you want to you Well, just, him? I was going to, I, go I
0: spoke about bringing in help, but also I wanted to say. I was to about say, to go. Sometimes you have to set boundaries and you have to say, you know what? We're not accepting any help other than maybe a mother or a sister or an aunt now, who is coming to help. I'm gonna speak. It's from, okay to have boundaries with people visiting.
1: Yes, but I'm going to speak from a dad's standpoint because okay. it's hard for moms at that point to set boundaries. Mm-hmm. Because moms are tired, they're sleep deprived, they know everyone wants to see the baby. As the protector and provider, you have to set boundaries for all of those people. Your wife's friends... Your wife's siblings, your siblings. You have to set boundaries be like, hey, this is my wife. This is what she needs. If you want to, this is what I did. You want to help, create a schedule, right? When you create a schedule, the schedule allows that everyone can see her, but they don't come at the same time. The
0: same time, yep.
1: Right? And then you have certain people aligned in there mm-hmm. that this person comes. I know my wife's going to sleep. When my wife's mom would come over, when my mom would come over, her sister will come over, I knew my that those were people yep. that could trusted. So when they came over, I would take the baby and I'd be like, yo, yo, I literally would mush her in the bed <laughs> <What>? <laughs> and I would take the baby and I'd be like, yo, ma, here, I would get in the bed with her. We would cuddle ourselves to sleep mm-hmm. because you also need that get back to each other. Yes. And it's, it's not a sexual thing, is real. but the oxytocin is real. When a woman feels protected and covered because their, their child's father is behind them and they can cuddle and sleep in bed, they wake up feeling a lot better. Yes. And your grandmother was the one who used to come mm-hmm. grab the baby and just be like, y'all two stay sleep. That helped us yeah. so much.
0: She would barely hear a whimper and she'd be in the room going with, <laughs> go with hear, the baby. Boom, 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 it was boom. like that episode of the Cosby show at one point. I was like, where's the baby? <laughs> Me and DeVal woke up. I'm like, where'd the baby go? <laughs> you know? Now, I knew but where was, they went. It was such a good sleep, though, that yes. I almost like forgot the fact that I had a baby yes. in the house. Yeah. So set up a schedule. Be like, yes. oh, uh, best friend such and such Wants to come by And you want to come by Great Can you come by And bring breakfast Bring mm-hmm. breakfast Coffee bagels Whatever Great Oh such and such Wants to come by Well you're going to Leave for breakfast Come and bring some lunch mm-hmm. Be prepared to make dinner Come do a load of laundry Assist us in this way
2: Absolutely That is the
0: best thing That you can do for yo, her
1: Yo don't be afraid To ask people for help And here's the last part Because the question he asked Getaways Our first getaway Because remember We was broke as fuck When we just had Jackson <laughs> Right Our first getaway was, Jackson was four months, May, June, July, three months. And we had our wedding anniversary.
0: Oh, yes. And overnight. We had an overnight staycation
1: staycation downtown Manhattan. Mm -hmm. It was beautiful. It was. It was beautiful. Her mom took the baby, had the baby overnight. This was the first time Kadeem was away from him for overnight. I know. She cried at dinner. (laughs) You allow her to cry at dinner. (laughs) <laughs> this was after the six week mark, so we knew we was gonna get it in. But it was really just about her saying, "Look, babe, the baby is gonna be fine. Mm-hmm. Get dressed up, look as nice Try as to you feel can. Feel
0: like yourself again. Feel
1: like yourself. Let's go out. Um, we didn't go see a show.
0: Mm-mm.
1: We just stayed in the hotel.
0: Yeah.
1: We um we went we to dinner. Out.
0: We went to dinner. We yep. went to dinner, mm-hmm.
1: and we just chilled. Um, it was July. We walked.
0: We had to reconnect a little bit. We re-
1: reconnect. We walked, walked the Promenade. promenade. Was, yeah, we walked yeah. the promenade. So. Everything it doesn't have to be super expensive. The getaway doesn't have to be a huge getaway, mm-hmm. but the the getaway is the get away from the baby. Okay, <laughs> yes. I, I'm I'm gonna be. I am a huge proponent of telling people that women have a lot of separation anxiety from their baby because their baby's in their stomach. Yes, and I understand that.
0: I have it to this day when my kids yes. are walking out the door to school. I'm literally praying every day over all three of them mm-hmm. because I'm like I cannot protect them any longer.
1: You can't once they come out. It's once a wrap. The, it's
0: a wrap. Even I mean, Dakota is so attached to me. He, I think he wants to go back in, <laughs> <laughs> and I would gladly let him at this point because I'm just no. Like, I'm you just the never only person going go. back in yeah. there. Yep, that's a fact.
1: Yep, that's a fact. Now things can come out of there as we see before. <laughs> Well, guys have come out of there. What a miraculous only one person thing is going in there.
0: For the rest of time. <laughs> I love that. Well, I but hope nah, that just, helps you, bro. Yeah, be a congratulations supportive. Get congratulations on sleep. Uh, that new baby. Help
1: with them chores. Get some sleep for yes. yourself. Yes. And just love on her as much. And keep reminding her how beautiful she is. Take
0: care of each while other. While her
1: body's going through changes. And know her that body's it gets better. It, it absolutely gets better. Gets
0: better. It gets better. We're proof. Yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all. If you want to be featured as a listener, letter, it's not too late. The season is still going. We have another season coming up for you guys. Be sure you email us at deadassadvice at gmail.com because y'all always come through with the bomb stories and letters.
1: Yes, ma'am. Oh, All yes, right. sir. That's D E A D A. S S A D V I C E at gmail.com.
0: All right, moment of truth time. We're talking about Deyonce recap, uh Beyonce experience with the Renaissance Tour. Uh, what's your moment of truth, baby?
1: My moment of truth is simple. I had a good time. Um, yeah. It was. Way grander than I thought it was going to be. The music was amazing. Her performances were amazing. Mm -hmm. Watching you perform, all of her performances were amazing. (laughs) And watching you perform later on that night was amazing. So I I had a good time. I love that for you. I love
0: that for you. I get my moment of truth outside of Beyonce because y'all already know, love the girl and her music. Um, But it was just really me feeling like I had a moment of growth where being deliberate about making sure that your spouse enjoys moments that mm. could essentially be just for you and making it an experience for both of you is so important because i even think about Kadeen a couple of years ago like a, like 10 years ago for example my focus would have been all on like getting my hair done getting my makeup done getting my outfit together all that and then i probably would have went back to the hotel and fell asleep and you'd have been like damn like i really just came That's along true. as a accessory That's to true. this experience where instead this time i was very deliberate about making sure that DeVal would be able to enjoy the experience too and make that it feel true. like it was for him too. And that we did true. it together and we had a great time and I can't wait for the next show. Yeah. <laughs> on that note be sure to find us on Patreon you guys have been subscribing lately yes, you have it's been, been awesome man. too because we've been able to get you guys more content and that is the plan to continue to roll that out so if you have not subscribed yet subscribe to Patreon where you can see exclusive Deadass podcast video content and more of the Ellis family mm-hmm. and you can find us on social media at deadass the podcast I'm Kadine I am
1: and I am Deval and if you're listening on Apple Podcasts be sure to rate Review, subscribe, and also pick up your copy of We Over Me, the counterintuitive approach to getting everything you Please want do. out of your relationship, and man. And leave us
0: that beautiful five-star review because we know you love it so much. Yeah. all the gems in there.
1: Dead ass. <laughs> Dead ass is a production of iHeartMedia Podcast Network and is produced by Denora Pena and Tribble. Follow the podcast on social media at Dead Ass the Podcast and never miss a thing.